what time it is. The sirens are going off. That can only mean one thing. It is time for episode 117 of the Do To Me Wrestling Podcast. I can jump right on NPC if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the like button, hit that subscribe button for your boy. Also hit the notification bell to be notified of every video that I make. If you do one thing, please hit that like button. And I are here for AEW, the AEW breakdown and in the impact breakdown. I'm gonna jump right on into that. Don't worry, I'm gonna tap on AEW first and jump right on into impact and surrender. I also have the NXT breakdown or preview, excuse me, coming right after that. Don't stick with me. Don't go anywhere. Don't do nothing crazy like the lead. Stick with me. I can find me on Twitter at Tweet at number two. Tweet POD and at OMG Corey E. Also, all my stuff at linktr.ee slash to sweet pot are my listings where you can find me at. So, first thing we're going to do here is we're going to talk about AEW. And I'll leave the time stamps if you're just here for the impact breakdown. I'll leave the time stamps. <laughs> Easy for me to say in the comments. So the first thing I'm gonna jump into is Darby Allen versus George Miller. I, mean, I think uh, it has to be my opinion that George Miller has been taken for granted for most of his run in AEW. That's just yeah, I think the guy has a whole lot to offer. He just doesn't get enough run in my estimation. Everybody thought that this was a banger, and eh, I just wasn't there. I thought it was a decent match. It got off to a very fast start. Something I can appreciate at times. Um, a lot of really good near falls that made me believe that the match was over. But ultimately, Darby gets the win with the coffin drop. I no need to take the title off of him. Uh, it was a decent match. It wasn't the anger to me that everybody thought it was. Hey, that's just my opinion. Moving on. We had Sammy. We had MJF, and the tension has been brewing for weeks, if not months. And they went at each other. Both of them said that each other was trying to take over the inner circle. That ended with a punch to MJF's head, a phone thrown to the wall, and a storm out by Sammy Guevara. That would play out later in the night. I have thoughts on that. Big time thoughts on that. Moving on, we have Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi versus Cody and Lee Johnson. You know what? For my taste, there always tends to be, well, not always, but there is a bit too many people in the nightmare family, but I like the fact that Lee Johnson is starting to get some serious run here. Speaking uh, for the fact that I root for I root, excuse me, for my brothers and my sisters. But Lee Johnson is extremely talented. And he's getting his friend with the Nightmare family. And you know what? I'll sit back and see how it goes. Speaking of this matchup, Lee got the hot tag and set the crowd on fire, man. Uh, it was the moment of the match for me. Nothing else really going on in the match. And how about this? Johnson gets the roll up and gets his first win. He was over the century. He has a moment. He gets some face time on the mic afterwards. And you know what? Okay, AEW. Okay. 
you got me. You, you got me hook, line, and sinker. So take me somewhere. Take me somewhere. I'm interested. I want to see how it turns out. So after that, we had Hardy. We had Hangman backstage drinking. And uh, this was pretty interesting, man. Um, we had Matt Hardy trying to get Hangman, and everybody's trying to get Hangman nowadays. To sign on with them, and Matt Hardy had a contract. Hangman throws that contract out of the window. It's Matt Hardy to sign some type of new contract. And this storyline, and there was the Dark Order waiting around the corner. This storyline, I needed to go somewhere a little bit more quickly than they are going. This to me is not a slow build, interesting storyline. If you slow build it, I, in my estimation, so. I don't know what to think of it yet. They don't quite have my attention as strong as, say, what they did with Pete Johnson. But you know what? I'm interested. I'm going to give it a chance nonetheless. After that, we had Pop, Pack, whatever you want to call him, versus Ryan Nemitz. And this match was exactly what it needed to be. Wasn't long at all. Ryan Nemitz got in very little offense. And I found out I was yesterday's years old when I found out that Ryan Nemeth was out to little brother. Because the, the, the name, like it stuck with me. I was like, Nemeth, Nemeth, is that related to Alpha somehow? And sure enough, somebody finds in, but it's Alpha's little brother. And speaking as a little brother myself, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's cool that y'all actually watches and comments on his stuff. So, uh, you know what? I want to see where Ryan Nemeth goes in this AEW run. After that, Miro, he was ticked off backstage with Charles, ticked off at Orange Cassidy, and he is dead set to lay them out. Because he is the best man, and you know what? It's not like, okay, that's the Miro that I want. Not the clowning, not the joking guy. That's the mirror, the, the, the direct shot mirror, that, the, the guy that I fell in love with in WWE. The dude that was rushing shot. The dude that came out on the tank. Well, I lost the match to the Cena, but that's not here nor there. He came out on the tank. The dude that was rushing shot. I want that mirror, and hopefully they continue to let that mirror come out. Moving on. We had Chris Jericho, we had MJF. Versus the acclaim, and MJF had the DDP memorial with the tape. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so well done. But I, this was a very fun match, man. Much like the Janela, the Janela Darby Allin match had a brain freeze right there. They had some great near falls, and they had a great near fall in particular. So I thought that acclaim was gonna get the victory. But obviously they don't. Judas Effect ends it. And Chris Jericho and MJF picks up the victory. And uh, yeah, man. This is. Uh, I got this opinion. On one hand, I don't mind Chris Jericho and MJF. The only other thing I'm tipped off. The Santana and Ortiz, Proud and Powerful, are going to get a title match next week on AEW. And in. 
I feel like the speed bump on the way to Chris Jericho and MJF versus the Young Bucks when the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz should have been the pay-per-view match all along, man. I feel like Santana and Ortiz are being taken for granted here. They're not being built up. Just go back. And I go all the way back to the Impact Wrestling days. But if you're an AEW fan, go back to the pay-per-view with the debut. The, the name of the pay-per-view is escaping my head. But when they debuted, when they took off those masks, the crowd went wild. And they had all the juice, man. All the juice. And then they joined in a circle. And now they are just afterthoughts. And... Uh, no more power to Chris Jericho and him there, but this needs to be Santana and Ortiz. This is just me. After the match, Sammy Guevara comes out. Chris Jericho says, you know, what's up with you? You're five minutes late, and Sammy Guevara goes right at him and says, he is out. He quits. And as soon as, as, soon as he went for the ropes, I said, please, please, Santana and Ortiz, would you please, 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 please. Absolutely, that's not going to happen, but this is a story that can turn Sammy Guevara into the top man in the entire company. Like, Sammy Guevara, leaving for weeks or months, and then just popping up as a face. When AEW has a little bit of a crowd, he would get a huge pop, and can theoretically turn into the top face in all of AEW just based on if they play the storyline outright. So a lot of people, myself included, are just very intrigued by what goes on. Afterwards, after that, excuse me, we had Tony Spiney, we had Sting, and if you hear me weekly, I always talk about how I think they're overexposing Sting. Like, I think we don't need to see Sting every single week. It needs to be like an Undertaker type of thing. We see him ever so often. But Sting was out, and we got the same old team task interrupt Sting. But this time, that old poor Darby in the body bag and brought the man, pulled off with him on a with the car and I'm like and Darby all of me doing some wild stuff man some wild stuff but we'll see how the match turns out after that we got Kenny Omega golfing and doing his best Mr. Perfect impersonation and Alex Marvez he's even at the golf course this man works hard at his job Kenny Omega talked about the match about how he forgot how to lose and they love poor Marvez there. Poor guy. After that, we had Leila Hirsch versus Thunder Rosa. And this is one of the matches I was looking forward to when I looked at this show. Uh, because I knew that it would, the, the styles, the, they say in boxing, the styles make the matchups. And this is a good style. Uh, smaller Leila Hirsch. They can lock you in any submission versus Thunder Rosa, a bigger Thunder Rosa that can really move around in that ring. And uh, look, man, this was a fantastic matchup. Uh, because Thunder Rosa is knocking it out of the park in AEW. Uh, not strictly because of this reason, but mostly because of this reason. Her matches are fast-paced. And I don't know what you can imagine for the ladies in AEW, but they can be slowly paced. I just start all the time. 
And so the rose is kind of sticking out, not like a sore thumb, but just sticking out in general as good because I'm at a faster pace. Nevertheless, we got a fantastic matchup that saw Thunder Rosa pick up the victory and move on in the tournament. Gotta say that I'm a little bit, as it pertains to the tournament, I'm a little bit set down at the Japan side. It's just gonna be on a random Monday on YouTube and like. Not much promotion behind it. They just kind of mentioned it in passing on AEW. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I thought we could have did more with that. That's just me. But, moving on. We had Jungle Boy. We had Tony Schiavone and Jungle Boy is looking for some payback uh, on FTR. We shall see how that turns out. That's another storyline to where I'm not 100% invested, but it's interesting. I find that the involved very interesting and I would love to see them go at it once again moving on we had the main event Omega Genta versus Moxley and Archer this was rough this was crazy man and and, uh, crazy just doesn't begin to describe it look man when you have a no match or uh, or a you know non-sanctioned match like I needed to get crazy and like when you look at the people involved uh John Moxley you know things just tend to get crazy with those guys so I appreciated that very very much we got some excellent back and forth man and uh, I thought that this was a fabulous fabulous matchup just some of the spots that came from this man uh, the, we had a trash can to Moxley a moonsault trash can to Moxley and the match even spilled out into the kitchen area a brass kitchen table and like just craziness going on left and right and he got choked slammed through a table oh my god and Archer killed Kenny but at the end of the day, the Good Brothers get involved, and my, excuse me, Omega and Kenta the victory in what was a wild main event. One of the wilder matches in AW Dynamite history, in its short history, there, uh, that is. So, uh, this was a fantastic show overall, man. It really had my attention. I really enjoyed it. And it was a fun night overall. Speaking of fun nights, Impact Wrestling. We are going to have a couple of fun nights wrestling-wise coming up this weekend. Impact New Surrender. It's the very next night. And we're going to kick this thing off with Impact first. So, hmm, where do I start? Well, let's start right at the top. Impact World Championship on the line. Rich Swan versus Tommy Dreamer and man. I don't mean to, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. But I'm not the biggest fan of Tommy Dreamer having a championship match here. I know he's 50 and you know what? We we, we gotta give Tommy Dreamer his flowers while, while he's here, man. And this is a nice homage to him, but as for the match itself. I wish they would have gone ahead and made it ECW rules. That's the kind of match at this point in time he's been in. 
and we'll say the fight for it to be just a regular wrestling match. I guess uh, when you, when you look at a match like this, just make me bleed. Give me some critical near falls where I think, uh, man, Simon Dream about to win this thing. Give me some critical near falls there, and you know what? It'll make for a good match. Which one will continue to be, or we will retain the Impact World Wrestling Championship? Moving on, we got the Tag Team Championships on the line of Good Brothers versus Private Party versus James Storm and Saban. And this is in the running for your match of the night, ladies and gentlemen. We just have some tremendous workers in this match man and I expect a, a match of the year candidate to come out of this as for who wins I've enjoyed the build private party getting involved James Storm and Chris Saban getting entered in as well everything made sense but there is no reason to take the Impact World titles off the good brothers these boys are having a run and these brothers are getting it done Keep the tag team titles on them. They will stay on the good brothers. We're going to knock out tag titles are on the line. Texas Tornado, no DQ. Fine flavor versus Havoc in the Bear. And uh, they said that they were bringing the knockout tag titles back. I was very excited because they had Impact has the roster. You can already see the roster setting up. And uh, the conversation was already starting. You know, they impact to bring back the knockout stats and titles, and here we are. Fire and flavor. Hey, I look, I love this, this tag team. I love these girls. They are excellently talented. And at this point, much like I feel with the Good Brothers, there is no reason to take those knockout tag titles off of Fire and Flavor. They will retain. I expect a pretty good match out of that. We're going. Grudge match for the X Division title, TJP versus Rohit Raju. And look, man, Shira's back as well. I should mention that. But if this ain't the time to take the title off of TJP, then when is it, man? Like, Rohit Raju has been running around after TJP for God knows how long. And it, look, it is the time. They're going to have a fantastic match. This is going to be one that's going to be in the running for match of the night as well. But it's time. It is time. And take the title off of TJP and put it on Rohit Raju. That is exactly what I think will happen Raju. Rohit Raju will be your new X Division champion. Moving on, we got the Triple Threat Revolver match for the X Division number one contendership. Josh Alexander, Willie Mack, Trey McGill, Suicide, Jabari, Blake Christian, Chris Bay, and Ace Austin. This is a hella innovative match. I absolutely love it, man. Three competitors start the match, and a new competitor will enter when someone is eliminated. Until everyone is eliminated. And you got some workhorses in here, man. I'm betting on it. There's a lot there's a lot of candidates for a match of the night, but this will be the match of the night. You just have all those names I named. They are work horses that can really go inside of that ring. As for your winner, this is a tough one, man. This is a really tough one because I can make the case for pretty much everybody in the match. But 
I'm going to go with Trey Miguel. Pick up the win. He's come back. He has a ton of momentum. I want to see him be world champion uh, soon. But as it pertains to right now, I think he's going to be in the division championship race. And we'll see how that turns out going forward. Moving on. We got Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan versus ODB Jazz and Jordan Grace. We've got a lot of back and forth with these ladies. Uh, in particular on the most recent episode of Impact and Susan went on to make this a three-woman tag match and uh, she went backstage and demanded it and she got it. As for your winner in this case, I'm going to go with the faces here, ODB, Cass, and Jordan Grace to pick up the victory here. So... Moving on, I'll, I'll be interested to see what, what happens with the knockouts title. Once we get through with this matchup, will it be Deanna Perrazzo and Joy Grace? Will it be Deanna Perrazzo and ODB? I'm putting my money on Deanna Perrazzo and Joy Grace again. We shall see. Moving on, we got DK and Black Taurus versus Triple XL and Tenille Dashwood. This is a storyline that I gotta say that hasn't held my interest a whole lot. Like, I haven't been thoroughly entertained by it. The most interest I have out of Flexel and Tenille Dashwood is Tenille Dashwood. And I feel like Tenille Dashwood should be more along the lines of the knockout division and more along the lines of the Impact uh, Championship or Impact Knockout Championship. And we'll see if that's the case going forward. We'll see if this is just for the pay-per-view. If it is, then fine. But, as for your winners, I'm going to go with DK and Black Forest to pick up the victory. Another person that I want to see get back to where she was is Rosemary. At one point, I'll never forget this. It was years ago. I felt like I, I, felt like I, I had the question, who is the ace of impact? And right when I asked I said, uh, Rosemary. Rosemary's face, she felt like the face of impact for a long time. And yeah, let's get Rosemary back to that place. Moving on. We got Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers and Hernandez. I think this is a candidate for a match that may be a pre-show match or may kick off the show. But nevertheless, Matt Cardona and Eddie Edwards, I'm going to go with the faces to pick up the victory here. Moving on. We got Dina versus Jake something something. And I, they have got me invested in Jake something something. I know it's just Jake something, not Jake something. Hey, that's just me. But they've got me invested in the storyline with Eric Young, um, Cody Dina. I'm very interested, and I'm very interested in this match. Obviously, the face should be three years getting beat down or half beat down for weeks now. Jake will pick up victory here. So that's it for Impact. No surrender. We're going to move on. NXT TakeOver. We got a lot to talk about here. Not as many matches as No Surrender, but it's going to be great nonetheless. We got five matches, and why not start at the very top? Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, and uh, look, man, this is a match 
that people have been looking forward to for a long time. I think that NXT kind of blew it just a little bit by not letting Finn, excuse me, not letting Pete Dunn be by himself. Like, he doesn't need to join up with anybody. Pete Dunn just needs to be Pete Dunn. Doesn't need to be a heel. Doesn't need to be a face. He just needs to be in between. Nevertheless, we are going to get a phenomenal matchup. And uh, you know what? Why not? But go ahead. Go with it. If, if Iron decide I say strike. I, I think now is the time to put the title on Pete Dunne. And I would do it. This is not to take anything away from Finn Balor. I think he's doing an excellent job. But I think now is the time. If you want to have, you want to put Pete Dunne over big time. Now's the time to have him win the NXT Championship. And I'm going to go with Pete Dunne to win the title here. Moving on. We got Johnny Gargano. We got Kushida. And uh, I'm very interested in this match. Johnny Gargano had me killing myself laughing with the wheelchair. Regal comes in. And he's like, Look, the charade. The charade is... Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Johnny Gargano says, what is this? Where is my charade rapping? Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, look, that was incredible. But this match, like, I look at pretty much all of these matches, and it's like, this could be a match of the night candidate. That could be a match of the night candidate. This match could be a match of the night candidate. And I think that now is the time, just like I feel with Pete Dunne, that there isn't a pressing me to take the title off of Gargano, but this is a moment for Coach Chida for him to have a top moment, and yes, I'm going to go with Kushida to pick up the victory here and be your new North American champion. Moving on, we had Cody Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, Giant Gonzalez versus, and Cobra Kai, excuse me, versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon in the finals of the Dusty Rose Titan Classic. And I, I, look, this is a fabulous matchup that interests me a whole lot, man. And I, I don't know how to call it. This one is the toughest matchup tonight to call, in my opinion. And I'm going to go with Dakota Kai and Giant Gonzalez. Cobra Kai and Giant Gonzalez to pick up the win here. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, this has been an amazing tournament. Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon has been doing some incredible things. But I think the team that is actually a team to pick up the win here. That's why I'm going to go with Cobra Kai and Giant Gonzalez to pick up the win. Moving on. We got the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic the Finals. MSK versus the Grizzle Veterans the second time. Back to back years, Grizzle Veterans has been. In the finals of the Dusty Tag Team Classic, excuse me, the Grizzle. I love what they've been doing with those guys, and I love what they've been doing with MSK. I gotta say that I'm very surprised. I really thought that Chompa and Timothy Adger were gonna move on to the finals. Like, I, I booked that in my mind. Uh, when they faced off this Undisputed Era that week, I said that, you know, it just team that's going to make it to the finals and surprise surprise and it pulls out the surprise and here we have MSK MSK we have the Grizzled Young Veterans and I think they're all in on MSK I love these guys like uh, 
ever since they come Impact Wrestling, I've been huge fans. I think Triple H is all in on him. MSK will pick up the victory here. Lastly, but certainly not least, the NXT Women's Championship. Ladies and Tony Storm, and this is the matchup that I'm, yes, this is the matchup that I'm looking forward to the most, and uh, Io Shirai has just had a fantastic run, and uh, this is the theme of the day for me, there's really no need to take the title off of her, but Tony Storm needs her moment in NXT. So does Mercedes Martinez, but Tony Storm is the star, and Tony Storm will pick up the victory in what will be one of the best women's matches of the, the short year so far. So that is it for pay-per-view breakdowns. A lot going on there, and we got a, just a little bit of news to hop into. So what should I do? Should I hop into something? Should I hop into the foolishness or should I hop into the wrestling news first? You know what? I'm going to hop into the foolishness. Bow Wow wants to venture a career into WWE and that got a lot of people talking. He says he's going to record his last album. Like, there's only one way to, to talk about this. And like, like, hold up. Here we go. There's only one way. Like, what is he gonna do? He wants to have a real material. Hey, like, I think Bow Wow's gonna be in a successful DLC match. Like, uh, like, yeah, I'm pregnant with short jokes, by the way, man. Yeah, do we have to be the retirement home for everybody that retires in their career? Like, I thought this was only for MMA wrestling. You go retiring. Like, WWE wrestling is for You go retiring. You're important. Like, bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee 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 Speaking of crazy stuff, Nijax, like, your whole, my whole, just everybody's whole. Like, uh, what are we doing? Nijax has <laughs> a And WWE run was so bad that this became the highlight and trended on Twitter for an entire night. And an entire day, hashtag my whole. So, like, uh, you know what? We're going to do a breakdown. Like, like, it, it, like, let's, let's break it down. Yeah. Because I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I didn't even mention it on Twitter. Because I knew I was going to do a podcast and do something stupid. So, here we go. So, we, we just need to get down to the get down. We already know I'm here. You know why I'm here. Just so I don't get fined. So, we going to move on here. Once we get to the get down, I'm gonna get with it. All right, all right. So I had to go back in my mind 
since everything broke loose. I was like, well, what happened before that? I didn't remember what happened. Yeah, this is what happened after I went back and watched it. So you see here, Naya sitting up for the leg drop. And it was at this moment, look at that face. If I could zoom in on that face, I would. It was at this moment at night that she screwed up. So uh, we're going to keep rolling here. In the pain and anguish. Hold on, let's say that. Man. Let's not say about the pain and anguish. So from here we're wondering why is my objection? <laughs> what is the problem? Let's get the pain. Oh, listen to the pain. Shut it hitting the pie notes, bruh. Shut it hitting the notes. And that's the reason right there. Hold on, let me gotta run it back. Let's run it back. Let's run it back. We, we found the reason. We have to run it back. And that fourth table, that table ain't do nobody. But that's the problem. We have identified the crux of the situation, but we haven't dug deep enough. What else is going on? There is her hope. Now, look, that is, that is a problem. We have gotten down to the crux of the situation, the real problem, and I have is in pain. And like, you ever see the commercial, I'm falling and I can't get up. I have has a pain and nobody can help her whole, my whole, everybody's whole. Like, she is just in pain. As we roll it back, let's roll it back. Like, 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 you, you, you really don't get the crux of the pain until you see it over and over. Her whole, like, she, she is in pain, man. And she gets a table for her troubles. That is it. And hashtag my whole trended on Twitter. And I, I don't know if that was the best day in wrestling Twitter history or the worst day. Nevertheless, when we get weeks of my whole trending on uh, my back Senate in WWE, it's all our fault. Can't complain. Like, this fool Mick Foley had the nerve to say, this could be our Austin 316 for me. Ooh, that's a good one. But oh man, let me move on. Let me move on from this foolishness. Let's get into some real news. We got an elimination chamber match coming up. And it is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Jeff Hardy versus Miss Orton, Seamus, and AJ Styles. It is the oldest elimination chamber match in history. And the question is this. Will Drew McIntyre even walk out of the elimination chamber with the title? I've had a fear of two things. One was that Edge would choose Roman Reigns and the part-timer would come on, come in and face Drew McIntyre. And I had a, 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 a problem thinking that Drew McIntyre wouldn't even make it to WrestleMania. And like this Randy Orton thing is out there because when you look at the list of competitors, okay, Miz is not going to win. He has money in the bank briefcase. Could he cash in after the match? It's certainly plausible, but I don't see it happening. Seamus is not going to win. Jeff is not going to win. 
So that leaves AJ Styles and Orton and Drew. I don't see them going with AJ Styles just out of the blue when he hasn't been involved in title storylines as mad or as much interaction with Drew as Orton has. So I think they just stop stop. So it comes down to Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope I'm incredibly wrong about this. But I think Randy Orton is walking out of the elimination chamber with the championship. And like that would tick off a ton of people. And I love Drew McIntyre. And I think I think WWE loves him as well. But the title reign, if you want to blame it on the fact that we haven't had fans there, you could certainly blame it on that. But it just hasn't been as great as I thought it would be. And I'm not saying that they need to take the title off of him. I'm saying that I could certainly, and I certainly do, see them taking the title off of him. Moving on. Parker Bordeaux. This young man has signed with WWE, and there's a lot of comparisons. Well, there's only one comparison that people are making because he looks like a young Brock Lesnar. I mean, just all the measurables, just the look and hair, he looks like Brock Lesnar. I get it. But I'm here to say this. We have a lot of people calling him Baby Brock, and uh, the next big thing, I'm okay with you calling him the next big thing because it, 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 that's probably going to happen. But I'm just here to say that let's let the young man make his own legacy. Like, let's not instantly jump to Baby Brock. I mean, what if he's better than Brock Lesnar? I know Brock is one of the greatest of the 2000s, but let's let the young man make his own legacy. Let's not push him to be the next Brock Lesnar. Let's push him to be the first Parker Bordeaux. So that, that's what I got to say about that, man. I'm very excited about this young man. Like, he he has to look. He has it all. And, like, he, I think he's really going to succeed in WWE. It all depends on how he develops in WWE. Because Brock, if you're looking at Brock, Brock just developed, like, insanely. That's, like, one once in a generation to develop the way that Brock did. So I'm interested in Brock Bordeaux, and I will be watching closely because I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it turns out for him. Moving on. Asuka. Oh, man. Asuka, Asuka, Asuka. It looks like we're in the season to do the good old let's screw Asuka over during WrestleMania season thing that they like to do. We've seen it plenty of times. Asuka is set to defend the title against Lacey Evans in the Elimination Chamber. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God! Like Lacey Evans clearly is feuding with Charlotte Flair. Oscar clearly is feuding with pretty much no one, and uh, you, you just kind of see that it's setting up to be Lacey Evans versus Charlotte at WrestleMania for the title. And like this pisses me off. As it, I, I also happen to believe that Oscar is in ring. Austin is the best women's wrestler of all time. And that's what you mean to be a quote-unquote fan of Oscars. And it just pisses me off to see the, 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 the treatment that she gets in WWE. And like, at this point, the only hope we have is if Charlotte Flair gets involved. 
And at the match of the elimination chamber, we get a no uh, decision. And even then, we got to make it through fast lane. So uh, it's just a, it looks like it's setting up to be that for us. I hope it's not, but yeah, man, it, it, it sucks. And I want better for Oscar. That's just me. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the Two Sweet Podcast EP117. Let me know all of your thoughts, whether that be on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod or at OMG. Great.